Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 125 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make theater happen. And just a quick reminder, you can download and subscribe to the podcast from the Apple Podcast app or from iTunes. That way your feed will be automatically updated when we release an episode. But you can also listen to us on many other streaming services, such as Stitcher and Google Play and the like. Uh, Please rate and review our podcast if you can, please, if you have a spare 30 seconds, really quick. It does help us reach more theater lovers out there around the globe. Uh, So I thank you in advance. And now for this week's podcast. Uh, I have had the privilege of knowing this week's guest for over a decade now, and I am so thrilled that she was able to come over to the studio and sit down to chat for a while. Screenwriter, playwright, Janet Jones has had an astonishing career. She's worked for just about every studio out there, and not just as a writer, but I mean, that's just the beginning. She's written lyrics, poetry, worked as a tour guide for a major Hollywood studio, been a writer's assistant, script editor, and she's even making her own podcast. I mean, I can't really keep up with this lady. She is astonishingly busy. She always has a ton of projects on the go, and that's why uh, it was so interesting to sit down and talk to her. She's a working writer, right? And you don't get to sit down and chat with many of those every day. At least, at least I don't. So, so please sit back and listen to an extraordinary story of how somebody goes from Motown to the Tower of London in just one lifetime. Have a listen. Here we are. Yes. Um, okay. Well, I'm, I am sitting here with Jan Jones, um, who is a quite a prolific Writer and full disclosure, we've known each other for quite some time. We have, um, and in a roundabout way, I mean, we were introduced. You needed help putting on a reading or something, That's right. and That's right. but I think instantly we became friends. So, yeah, but it's it's been a while. I think it was back. To, you know, people on the podcast heard me talk about being at the old Vic, and it was back in my old Vic days. Yes, it was. Yeah, because we did something upstairs at the Vic that we did with the class. Right. I came That's... and helped with that class. That. Talking about kids. is right. So yes. we talked about. Gosh, that was back when you know producing days and film yes, producing. That's right. Um, you know, uh, which it's funny. Like, just start on a complete tangent. Like, you know, I'm sitting here talking to an American who is a multi. They, we call multi hyphenates these days, right? Because right. like, I don't just act. I direct. I've produced. I've written. I've done whatever. Right. You, know, you don't just write as well. You've produced and you've. Right. Um, but when you write, you write across the board. I do write across the board. You know, Isn't that weird? <laughs> you're not just. Weird. A, you're not. You're not a, just a playwright or a screenwriter. You novels, everything, fiction. I mean, everything. You, you poetry, poetry, and um, and I've just come back to writing lyrics after bloody blood blood, blood years um <laughs> when i started out at motown as a songwriter apprentice oh my gosh I was, okay so all right, all right, all right. <laughs> no, see, okay. you what didn't even know that did you? <laughs> i had no idea so let's take me back then was that how you started out janet is that what that was the first real writing gig i had yeah i was going to the hollywood 
um, songwriters workshop. It was, I believe, Tuesday nights, mm-hmm. right off of Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, I went for oh, a couple years. Um, I mean, there were summer breaks and winter breaks, but and that was something you just did. And mm-hmm. I, I don't even know that we paid. It was really like you went, and it was a group of songwriters. The guy who led the group was uh, a real Joni Mitchell. Cat Stevens, yeah. kind of old, tr- real traditional Beatles kind of songwriter person. So you really approached it from the classic way of writing. And uh, while I was doing that, I had a pal of mine who was a film extra, and he was a um, he was one of those special extras. Mm-hmm. He often got little bits and things like that in movies. And we were going up to Hollywood for some event, and he had a pass for the event but then there was a vip room right with all the stars oh my lord and he blagged our way in i mitch markowitz i have mm. no idea where he is or what he's doing but thanks he's, mitch <laughs> thanks mitch so we went into this <laughs> swear to god we went into this party and it was you know harrison ford and carrie fisher and you know i mean it was warren Bates. it was like everybody mm. was at this thing and um i was 20 I wasn't even legal to drink or anything. Yeah. This was a big party, and I and I was in school. It was it was like a, it was a school term, wow. you know, at university. Mm. But uh, I remember just watching all the celebrities and sitting there. And Mitch went off and was you know, schmoozing and stuff. Mm. And I was just kind of observing it all. And mm. I'm and I find myself sitting next to this really fit black woman. Mm. And I mean fit, like, mm. she was poured in this red leather pantsuit. Right. And it was a beautiful, like, this cherry, vibrant red zipper jacket, mm-hmm. you know, um, just fit, and this amazing, you know, posture, and the hair that was just completely, you know, permed and done back, mm. and very, you know, gorgeous, like, yeah. 80s thing, and fingernails, and playing with this kind of earlier of the car phones with the big batteries yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. that all the, you know, rich people had. Yeah. And, um, and we started talking about this phone and we were laughing about it. <laughs> I mean, now we're walking around with you. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, we just started talking and I was telling her I was a student, but I was doing the songwriting course and I really loved writing mm-hmm. and, I know, and we we kind of walked around and we met, um, oh God, I have to think now because I really haven't thought so specifically, but we were just kind of going from little group to group and yeah. she'd just take me around and she goes, this is Janet, she's mm-hmm. a writer. And then we'd just listen and go, and a lot of, there were a lot of executives there, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of producers, um, and I was just kind of awash. It was just almost too much to take yeah. in. But at the end of the night, she gave me her card and she was an A&R woman at Motown. All right, okay. And her name was Simone Sheffield. So I called her up, and a couple weeks later, I drove up to meet with her at their offices at Sunset and Vine mm-hmm. in that big high yeah, rise. Yeah. And it's still there. It's still there, yeah. Uh, it's no longer just Motown, but this was still in the Barry Gordy Suzanne de Pass, yeah. um, right before he, I think he sold it probably mid 80s or something. And, um, so I started going up every couple... She hired me. She said, well, why don't you just kind of write some stuff for me and, and I'll just feed it to the mm-hmm. the real songwriters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just come and hang out. And <laughs> So, you know, all my okay. pals at university, yeah. <laughs> which I didn't think... It, there, I didn't think anything of it. It's yeah. Just, okay, this is just what I'm doing. 
And um, and I would find out many, many years later that all of the guys and and maybe the guys that I hung out with mm. at the fraternity did Kappa Sigs, and I was a Delta Gamma. And, uh, but they all said to me about a decade ago, we, we had an event, and they're like, you know, JJ, what yeah. they call me? You know, JJ, uh, we just all knew you were going to do something different because you were going up to Motown. <laughs> and what the heck was that about? <laughs> like, I know, but I didn't even think yeah. of it. It didn't even dawn on me that you just didn't do this. But, but isn't that know. like the path of a creative person where they like there's an opportunity that goes in front of them it's like well, yeah, yeah why yeah. not like that looks yeah. interesting that's yeah why not so so you know that's how i started really seriously approaching writing yeah and i wrote quite a bit i did it for a year and a half to two years and uh, uh and i think it might have been around the time it was selling you know mm. i of the artists i only met two artists when i was there but one was rick james mm-hmm. which was ridiculous yeah and he okay. happened to be in a good mood that day. Okay. So that was good. And he was very nice to me. And Tina Marie, who is mm. really cool. Right. And, and other, like, other writers and people like that. But, you know, some of the producers. Mm. But it was, um, it was kind of got me started. But then I knew I really wanted to write screenplays. Yeah. And, I mean, that, yeah. but that was, so that was kind of your... Introduction, but that kind of introduction, but, then, yeah. but knowing, but knowing yeah. that okay, I don't want to go there because I, I always say it's just as important to know what you don't want to do than it is yeah, what you I, want to do. Well, I think, what I was also seeing in the music business, and I was also singing. I was doing background vocals. Yeah, okay. And um, so I would go in and record, mm-hmm. you know, the doo wops and la 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 la, yeah. and all the harmonies and stuff, background stuff. And I just thought I just didn't like. I didn't like how women were treated, yeah. and I just felt like the sleaze factor was pretty bad. Yeah, not like it isn't. It is bad, yeah. places, but it was wait. Really so it, was bad. it was it sleazy back then? It's not sleazy today. Yeah, but I there mean, was a sleaze factor, yeah. and I was yeah. like, oh. okay. and I thought I love movies. Yeah, and it was it. Yeah. Well, that's great. And so when I mean, how does one make that jump? Because you know, it's it's. Um, I mean, is it just like, okay, I'm going to write screenplays? Or do you just kind of go, go I'm going to start writing, and then I'll go to L.A.? Because you, you've lived in I L.A. I lived you, in L.A., and, so I was already there. That's right. Okay, so you're already there. Yeah. Um, you just started going for it, is that I, right? Yeah, my senior year of university, I wrote a short film for friends. Mm-hmm. And I was so intimidated by everything. I, I, didn't, I didn't even take, I didn't go to film school. Like, that wasn't my major. Mm-hmm. I thought I wasn't smart enough to be an English major. So, I know, it's what we do to ourselves, the stories we tell. (laughs) So, no, I majored in marketing and journalism, and then I did a minor in American history of the Industrial Revolution. As you do. As you do. Yeah. So, which is now serving me well because of what I'm writing, right? (laughs) I know. It's just so weird. (laughs) And uh, so I wrote a short film. I'm sure it was dreadful, and we were shooting it. And, and I thought, I really like this. Yeah. So uh, I didn't really uh, approach screenwriting until I was out of university and I started taking classes in Hollywood. And I my first job was in the mailroom at Warner Brothers. And I got that mm. through, I, was, I guess I must have been a plucky kid, mm. young person, because that job I got because I wanted to do a paper on film publicity right. for my journalism class. Mm-hmm. So... I went, I called Warner Brothers. I don't think you can do this anymore. I called Warner Brothers, talked to the switchboard, asked for someone in publicity, what I was doing, and the one patched me through to a guy who was like one of the last of the old golden era publicists from the late 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And um, his name was Marty Weiser. Mm. And I 
got, you know, I got on the phone with him. I told him what I was doing. He goes, yeah, okay. You're like, come on down here. Come on this day. I'll have a pass for you at the lot. And I'm like, woohoo. So I drove on the lot. And I go meet Marty Weiser, yeah. who was so nice. We became friends for life. Amazing. Um, I wrote my paper. And then every time there was a screening at Warner Brothers, they mainly did it in Westwood, mm-hmm. in the village, yeah. at one of the big things. I'd get to go to like the other press screenings or the other screenings. But I, I saw everything. He said, oh, yeah, I got you on the pass, kid. And I'm like, all right, great. And uh, so when I needed a job, mm. I was about five weeks from graduation. And I called him and I said, hey, Mr. Weiser, it's Janet Jones. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And he said, you know, I'm going to be leaving for a job. Um, I need a job. And yeah. he said, well, uh, call Helen in personnel in 10 minutes and uh, she'll be waiting for you. Okay. So 10 minutes later, I call Helen in personnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, in these days, you could go meet people, which yeah. is great. She says, come in and see me. So I drive back out to Warner Brothers and meet with Helen, and I got hired for the mailroom. So that's just to go get her attitude thing. I, guess I think so. is, I think that I still guess, exists yeah, today. Yeah. I think, you know, you don't ask, you don't get, you know. Well, I didn't know anyone, so I just well, was desperate. Yeah. <laughs> Desperation's great. Can be. Yes, can be. Yes. Desperation can be great. <laughs> Uh, it's not good to show it, but it's no. good to act on it. I think um, when you, so when you, uh, so you spent the next how many I was years at the lot, doing? I was at the lot for about a year, and I graduated from the mailroom. I was the only female in the mailroom. Really? I might have been the first female hire. I know, <laughs> I know. It was all boys, and they were all cinema geeks, and so was I, so I mm. fit right in. It was easy. Uh, and then I did their private tours. They, Warner Brothers is yeah. the only lot that has real proper private tours yeah. and you take about five people around and so you had access to everything yeah. you could go sit down on adr on editing on and because the guys would get to know you and you know i've watched everyone from robert redford and clint eastwood and mm. a bunch of people marvin hamlish scoring i mean it's just yeah crazy yeah. Yeah. yeah and you don't even think about it because you're like oh well this is just what everyone's doing yeah. and this yeah. is i had it didn't really, you know, at yeah. the moment, you're just doing it. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's cool. And then I did a writing class with Neil Simon's brother, Danny. Right. And um, did I ever tell you about Danny? No. Oh, well, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny was um, the older brother. Right. He was the star of the family. He was the one on working with Sid Caesar on your show of shows. He was a big comedy writer with Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner and the young Woody Allen and all those guys. And he took his kid brother, Neil, mm-hmm. into the fold. Yeah. So he could have a job. And they were doing comedy writing together. They were writing commercials together. Um, and Neil got in on the show and started writing his first play, which was Come Blow Your Horn. Mm. Which was about living with his older brother, Danny. Yeah. So suddenly he was using his brother as a subject. Yeah. And it would create this growing rift. Yeah. So uh, that was a hit. He left a show of shows. Danny stayed as a comedy TV writer. Eventually ended out in L.A. Uh, you know, I think two or three times divorced. He was Oscar Madison. So Oscar yeah. was Danny. Right. And Gingerbread Lady was Danny's ex-wife and daughter. And... Um, Laughter on the 42nd Floor yeah. was him and Danny. Right. And, uh, you know, Brighton Beach Memoirs yeah. was their fan. So Danny's yeah. life was 
taken over by his younger brother. I'm thinking Mr. Way. Trick. Danny could have written the other, other side. side of the story. Well, I don't think he just had it yeah. in him. Yeah. Um, but he was not, he was a older, bitter man. Yeah. But he was a very good comedy teacher. And it was like a six-week summer course. He went one night a week. Yeah. And every week he brought in writers and writer-producers that he'd worked with. Yeah. And so we had amazing people come in and talk to us. And one of the people was at Norman Lear's company. And he was doing a show called Facts of Life. Jerry. I remember I think Facts of Jerry, Life. Oh, I think it was course. Jerry Myers. So, yeah. and uh, I went and talked to him afterwards and said, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I want to write and yeah. da, da, da. And he said, well, come and see. Again, come yeah, and come see, see me. me. Yeah, yeah. So I got his card. I called yep. him. I went to see him. And he said, well, while you're here, let's take you by H&R. Because this was Brooke Berman. Yeah. The, the one. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was interesting. <laughs> so Brooke uh, hired me. Amazing. I got a new job as a driver. Okay. And I was waiting for an assistant job. That's incredible. It was like, just, that's incredible. Yeah. And so then I finally got a writer's assistant job, yeah. and then I met this really great guy, Mark Hirschfeld, and we decided yeah. to start writing together. And he was a casting assistant, right? and I was a writer's assistant. And now we cut to 2019, yeah. and he is the casting director of the TV series we're working to Yeah. Isn't that... Oh, my Lord. Isn't that something? I know. Okay, so we... Yeah. So now I'm writing. <laughs> so now you're writing. And so you spent... And listen, you've been, and you've been writing, you know? And, yeah. And, and that's... You've yeah. made a career out of writing, which yeah. is fantastic. Um, yeah. And, and, you, and it's not just film. And I know you, you just talked yeah. about a series, but I, I met you, you know, at the theater. Yes. Well, I met you... Okay, no. I yeah. met you doing a... You know, doing a, we were it's at the old Vic at yes. the theater. You know, yeah. we were doing a, a thing at the time when I was producing the Possum Rouge. We, yeah. we did a series for young writers to That's come right. to come and, right. and talk to, to writers about their craft or whatever, or developing character or whatever. Right. Um, you know, but then, uh, you know, you were doing a reading of a, a script about um, Elizabeth Barrett. Barrett. That's right. And we were. We, you know, I wanted to help you. We were interested in it right. as a company, right. you know, at that point. And, you know, we put a, we helped you put a reading right. yeah. that had this little unknown girl in it yes. who couldn't, you know, yes. who could not raise, but, you know, yes. at the time, a little girl called Ruth Wilson, yeah, know. you know, and now right. uh, we were so right. We were so right. You know, and that, that's kind of the beginning of our relationship. But I, I've seen you then go, you know, I guess my question is, you know, what made you come to London? Because I know you doing theater as well and your right. plays. That, yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm just a theater person. I'm a theater right. geek. Right. You know, right. I, I've seen your new playwritings and stuff like that just really right. flourishing. Is that something that you came to London to, I don't know, explore or develop? Or has it always been something in you um, that you wanted to, to, to get more stage work on? Yeah, you know, I um, came with a film project and I had... Uh, the Barrett script and I had this um, Henry James thing that I was working on and then which was European mm -hmm. and I had the Dickens mm -hmm. piece which I is sitting there waiting because it's so, it's such an epic it is an mm -hmm. epic piece of whether it's for TV or theater it's mm -hmm. not a couple hours yeah. you know yeah. and uh, so I had that and that was the only piece of theater I'd written and I workshopped it in LA for about two and a half years with Antius Theater mm -hmm. Company it was uh, a real labor of love. We had 21 actors. It's one thing. It's a big cast. You That's take 21 cast. actors playing 68 roles. Wow. And I wrote it over that two and a half year period. 
with the dramaturg Paul Lazarus and uh um, it was based on a screenplay I wrote, mm-hmm. so it was had underlying material which I'd really worked out. So I didn't have to go do research because I'd spent three years researching the movie and mm-hmm. had written that. The people kept saying, "Oh, it's so cool! Let's try it on stage," and it really worked. And I and I never thought I would write a play because I didn't think I was worthy. You know, I was yeah. like, "Oh no, the playwrights are like the." They're the lucky ones. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and I'd written a lot of screenplays, <laughs> and by this point, I you know worked for everybody, you know, Sony yeah. and Fox and Paramount, and you know, I just written yeah. a lot of movies and worked with a lot of people, developed a lot of things yeah. that never got made. Yeah, which is but that's that's, 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 that, but that's part of yeah. the course. That's yeah, a writer's. Is. I mean, everyone thinks oh, writers get their things made. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Writers write. You know, yeah. pr- producers make. So there are right. lots of things that get developed, and you never. Right. Those are the times. You know, you don't see everybody's name on a title role that has worked on a script. No, and they really should have yeah. their names. Yeah. I, I feel that way. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. But the way it stands is like right. you can work on 10 scripts that yeah. get made and yeah. not have your name anywhere. Right. Oh, right. No, I've, I've had that happen. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I've had the draft that sold the movie that got the cast. Yeah. And then somebody's friend comes in. And re- suddenly, the, yeah. I don't have a credit, and it's my script on the screen, yeah. and you're like, "What the?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, "Whoa, that was really shitty." Yeah, but why? What can you do? Yeah, that's life, and yeah. uh, you either are in it or you're not. Yeah. So you just go on. Yeah, no, no, no. So when I came here, I had an idea that became even. Mm. Okay. And it was somebody I was sitting with at dinner and was telling me a story about their personal life that. I really didn't want to know, but you yeah. know, people, it was, it was an executive and he was just drinking way too mm-hmm. much and like, woe is me and my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then these people, I'm like, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> so he told me this story and I got on the tube and literally from the time I got in the tube to, at, at Piccadilly yeah. and, or at Oxford and went up to Maida Vale, yeah. I, I, I knew it was a play. Yeah. I knew it was a play. Yeah. I knew the people. I started writing stuff, literally honest truth. I had a, a folded up, um, paper placemat mm. I've written on a lot of placemats yeah. I've yeah. written on a lot of things <laughs> and I just kind of charted out yeah. this story and it became even right and, and even yeah. even was put on has been workshopped at the Park Theater that's right and that's right. Uh, I mean still has a life we were chatting yeah. about it today you know yeah. it's, it's a great it's a great play well it's you nice know, it's you know, a little timeless because yeah. there's nothing outside of their experience of these characters mm. so you can yeah, you know, it's not locked in by you know a war or this yeah. or that. It's yeah. it's so it's really about how people misbehave. Yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that seems yeah. to be a theme. These yes, days. I know. <laughs> Otherwise, they really thing. don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I guess what I'm trying to do is get this full sense of you know, it, it's great, Jen, to to sit down and talk and go. God, you have done so much and. Um, in, in, and still creating, still yeah. writing. And, and I know there are things on the horizon, even will happen. I know that play yeah. will go on. Yeah. You know, we're reading an, an, another a play of play. yours, yeah, a new, new play, play of yeah. yours next week, which is great. Yeah. That's going to sound good to, you know, is hearing it come yeah. off the page. Yeah. And, and it's the first American play. I know. Well, yes. American it's American play. Because you write a lot of British, of British subjects. Yes. You know, yeah. um, uh, whether it be literary or or historical figures or you know, but you or people, yeah, well, you know, it's a you know weird I mean. thing. Yeah, it's, I just it's, yeah. It's, they're, they're, they come, they come, yeah, they come yes. easily to you, and you write really well. Period. You know, right. as actors, we get a lot of period. We read a lot of period scripts, but you 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 write really well 
for period drama or whatever you want to call it, period pieces. Right. Um, tell us a little bit about your new play. A new play. Yeah. My and te- American and, play. And, and why, why American after so long? Um, well, they just came that way. Okay. I literally, I've been thinking about wanting to write about a person who may or may not be beyond redemption. Right. Of just, uh, and not in a, you know, they're not a malevolent, horrible person, but they're just, they've missed a lot of things in their life and they're missing their, they're missing all the cues. They're missing all the important things. And, uh, I, that was what I'd always wanted to write about. And I wanted to write, could somebody who'd not been very kind to people at times Mm -hmm. have a real awakening about it and own it. Yeah. And, but genuinely own it yeah. and expand their ability to look outside themselves. So um, that was the character. And I had been thinking about it and thinking about it. And I was interested in uh, old hurts. Mm-hmm. And if you had an old hurt from someone, could you run into them? And would that really go away? Could you, could you the other person be really in forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Could the other person be in a place of asking for yeah. uh not even your forgiveness, but just to deeply and genuinely apologize and own their behavior. So that was the real gist of it. And, or do you just die and go to hell? (laughs) It was just those thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's like, that's the quick, that's the two minute play. (laughs) So let's, let's see what happens. And one day I really, truly, I was, I got up and, I don't know what I was thinking about. I sat down at the computer and I suddenly saw all the characters. Mm. All all the characters just kind of were there, like here in the ether. And I went, mm. oh, geez. Uh, this is for that play. Yeah. And I knew a lot about them. Mm. So I was literally sitting there with a yellow pen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Writing yeah. about kind of who they basically were. Yeah, yeah. And I grab a big sheet of construction paper so I can really see them all yeah. on one page. And and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm going to write this. Yeah. And um, I probably, I have to look back in my papers, but I must have because I always do this, kind of sit down and, and I'll kind of chart out yeah. what happens. But it kind of knew what it was going to be. So I didn't have to do much, and I kind of I sat down and just started mm. writing this play. Yeah, and I thought I wrote it in like five days. Yeah, I mean it just came. Not yeah. everything comes like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you know? of course. Even came very quickly. Yeah. Uh, you know the Elizabeth Swans. I did all the research. Came, but I had to stop and research, yeah. recheck things so it was all factual. Yeah, but this thing I started and when I and, and, and like the sun showed up and, the, and I knew who they were and yeah. it's like I'd, okay I'm just going to keep going with this yeah. and then um, you know when the person from the past shows up it was just really interesting and it kind of knew its rhythm mm-hmm. I, I can't explain it because yeah. it doesn't always happen that way in screenplays it never happens because it's a completely different, yeah, it's a different uh, piece. discipline yeah yeah you have to see now yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas in the play i think that's where they write faster they yeah. come and it's like yeah. it's like a whoosh well it's like songs yeah. people say i sat down and wrote oh, a song in two minutes I can, you most know? of my songs are two to three minutes yeah, yeah. yeah. and i mean and it's done just do it yeah. and because if you don't it is gone yeah. it's like a freight train yeah yeah, yeah. 
and plays are like a like a, a moving train. Yeah. And films are like a walk. In the, and you have to stop in the woods and sit <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Kind of, so they're very different yeah. beasts. But I also think because a play is going to be done in the time. Yeah. So you're also in the time. Whereas a film, it could be this is six months later and then we're yeah. here. And, and um, what is the camera picking up? So you've got to think of, you have to think of yourself as the camera yeah. and the actor and what's the information and all that stuff. Where in a play, you're just worried about what's happening between all the people. Yeah. And it's like, whoosh. it's yeah. like a, it, it's a whoosh. Yeah. And um, even those frigging monologues. Yeah. I, I don't know where that came, but I, I kind of, I did, um, I knew about him. So I was reading, what I did, I sat down and I read things I thought his son was interested mm-hmm. in. Well, I knew he was interested in. Yeah. This was his stuff. So I was reading these different articles in the New York Times and stuff. Old articles, I was going through archives yeah. on like physics and time and matter and yeah. and invention and yeah. but and, and, and then I just sat down so when I got to him all these things just came out yeah. so they, they kind of I feel like the characters tell you where to go and what yeah. to look for and I think it's a smart play um, and uh, there is no you don't lower the bar you don't there's no lower common denominators you like these guys are academics they're they're you know they're smart people but they're also artistic people you know they're <laughs> know. like okay I've got my degree but I want to be a tattoo artist you know yes. and that, that yeah which is that kind of fun which is real yeah. you know which is real yeah yeah it is yeah. Uh, no I have friends who's you know I have these, you have these kids who are yeah. geniuses and they're off on farms trying to figure out how to like invent sound wave therapy. Yeah. And anyway, what? <laughs> or or the best tattoo artist yeah. in uh, you know Manhattan Beach yeah. or yeah. whatever. Oh, you know? Manhattan Beach, love Manhattan Beach. Uh, okay, Janet, let's 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 let's, let's okay. think about yeah. what. Okay, so these are things that you've got bubbling now. There are things that are happening. You know that you just mentioned yeah. the Elizabeths. So you've written a play about the Elizabeths, right? Um, about the queens. Use your imagination. Yes, like about the queens of England. <laughs> yes, and, yes. And the Elizabeths having a chit-chat, you yes. know, coexisting. Yes, yes. Uh, And that, that's kind they of... They have their Rod Sterling moment. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know who that is, yeah. you're good. Uh, you, you've, got a, you've got that kind of... That's kind of, developing, and it's, yeah. it's kind of looks like it's going to happen yeah. next year. Next year. Um, actually, at the Tower. Um, for a, a couple or three couple performances, performances, depending how we set up the production because we don't know what the they're open I mean they've said if you want to do two or three yeah. nights yeah well listen fingers so, crossed something's yeah. happening that works out because the chapel's happening, small which is great. Yeah. and they want to raise a lot of money yeah. it, it's a cool space have you been in it no 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 nope. okay well I gotta I have to well, go when we go I'll just take you to yeah, yeah, yeah. come with us um, yeah. and then you've got a series that's yes uh, that, I mean I don't like to, to you know listen you've got a series that could be massive could be huge could be you know it's it's. we have to cast yeah, and you've we got have to, cast, to it's yeah. cast it's cast contingent yeah. that's what I would say yeah. but okay. everything else is in play everything which is really nice I mean every yeah. thing all the people we need the team the, but the team's been in place uh, everybody has been in place. Scott Winant and I for mm. eleven years, and Mike and Brenda for ten years. Yeah, so that, that they, you know, I've I've known you for yeah. almost that thing. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, longer. And I think that you know, seeing knowing about the project from its early days, but seeing it, so you've not stopped. 
You right. know, that, that's like for writers right. especially, you guys right. are creating. Right. Uh, you know, actors get the thing at the last minute. You get at the last you know, minute. You know, the last, last minute. But right. for writers, that's you're really constantly, true. constantly working on your thing, constantly building yeah. your repertoire. Your stable yeah. is huge. You've got yeah. things that you go visit. Yes. I have a trunk. Yeah. I have a trunk. <laughs> it's no longer a box. I have a big ass trunk. <laughs> Big ass trunk. That's a great yeah. name for a jazz band, isn't it? <laughs> big, ass big ass trunks. trunks. Yeah. Pen, <laughs> um, you want to front that? So, um, yeah. if can you? Um, are you on socials, Janet? Do you do socials? Do you do I have some? I have Instagram yeah. for the dog. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, the dog, there's yeah. been a dog sitting on yes. your lap. You haven't heard about yeah, it. Yeah, Where can you? Where can you find Pen the dog? Pendleton is Pendleton's mom. All one word. The American spelling. Right. Him. Okay. And. Uh, so he's there. You know, I have um, uh, I have a writing website page. Mm-hmm. I have Twitter, you know, and and a Facebook page for yeah. my for this writing as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. and for the podcast. I right. set them up, but I'm not. I don't do it unless I have something to yeah. really say about yeah. it. You know, I don't do politics and yeah. stuff like that because everybody else oh, is doing yeah. that. But, so, and, yeah. and last thing, you, quickly, because you talked about the podcast, you you have a a film. You, you new have film a, podcast, a new film yeah. podcast that you're about to do, which is going to be taking you through trivia and music of the films right. and all of right. your favorite. Right, 117 years of cinema. Oh I said God. it's 117 That's years crazy. of a lot of great movies that most people probably haven't yeah. seen, but would love. Yeah, and uh, and I don't start with the you know usual ten. I really just picked movies I love mm. and and get going. Yeah, and, and the you know like I. I haven't even gotten to Citizen Kane yet yeah. because you know everybody, you know what I'm saying. I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. But when I feel like it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you, you've done it on radio, kind of. Yes. The seed has been on radio, been right. on radio. So now right. you're kind of moving it across and, and right. Because on the radio, like I was saying to you, it moves very quickly. I can't go into all the detail. I can't play as much of music clips or even mm. scene clips. Mm. And I'll tell you what's really interesting when I've been putting this together. Pulling from comedies a scene, uh, especially the newer ones, that really works mm. is very hard because some of the writing isn't that great, mm. even if it's funny. Yeah. But if you go back, probably um, into the even the nineties, nineties and back, you can find scenes mm. where the dialogue, you know, in a Harry Met Sally or yeah. a Woody Allen, and you yeah. know all these, yeah. there are scenes like you can pull a minute or two. Yeah. And just listening to the conversation, you're laughing. Yeah. Whereas in a lot of the newer stuff, it's not. There's a li- sometimes, but not like there was. So that's interesting to pull from comedy drama. Yeah. It's much easier. Yeah. Or uh, and then I also do quotes. Sometimes I'll just nice. literally pull a, a ten second quote, an mm. eight second quote. Yeah. You know, um, you like go ahead and make my day. That's like five right. seconds, yeah. right? That's all. And so you, then people can like guess and they can send in to yeah. the website. You know there. I think it's such a great idea. I think it's, it sounds really, I can't wait to yeah. hear that. Well, we'll listen. We'll put yeah. in show notes yeah. like where you can find yeah. all of, find you, sure. find all your stuff. Oh, that's um, sweet. Thank you. And we will, of course, keep everyone And Pendleton. Updated. Finding Pendleton. Finding probably Pendleton. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Janet, Janet Jones, thank you very thank much you. for sitting and having a great really chat. Playwright, screenwriter, author, poet, lyricist, just to name a few things, Janet 
Doolin Jones. Now, before I go, just a few housekeeping notes. If you're a theater professional, head on over to CurtainCallOnline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, and away you go. You can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Curtain Call, and you can follow me at John Schwab. That is J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B, and that's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast. Just get in touch with me via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me personally at john at curtaingallonline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to my wonderful friend, Janet Jones. I will put some social links in the show notes for you. Uh, no doubt you'll be hearing much more from Janet's work in the coming uh, months and years, including plays The Elizabeths and Even, uh, and a short tale about heartache, which is what we were talking about uh, workshopping this week, as well as her TV series, Gramercy Park. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, and I will catch you all next week. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.